to the One Stop Psychology podcast. I'm your host Bhaskar, and today we're joined by Hari and a very special guest. Uh, Nana is with us here. She's a master's in counseling student. Uh, she's a yoga practitioner, and you can follow her Instagram page and know how fantastic she is at that. Uh, she's here to talk to us about yoga and its effects on mental health and how, if you're interested in yoga, how do you get into it? What are the processes like? Uh, because the world is so full of so much stimuli about yoga that a lot of the traditional and the modern things get mixed up and it can be quite overwhelming if you're trying to do, go through this journey on your own. Uh, so we thought it'd be great to bring Nana on uh, the podcast and help you in terms of learning about yoga. Uh, so welcome Hari and welcome Nana. Uh, we'll just start off. Uh, Nana, can you tell us about uh, what is yoga first of all? Like there is so much information that goes on. Some people think it's only physical, something it's spiritual, something it's about teaching enlightenment. Uh, so what is the entire scenery of uh, the yogic sciences? First of all, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Uh, yes, I am like I'm doing my master's in counseling psychology and I am a beginner practitioner in yoga. But I have started viewing it from a very different perspective. Uh, and like you very rightly mentioned that there is so much information online that the true essence and the traditional essence of yoga that originated in India has been diluted to so many levels that people perceive it as, you know, just being physical. But it is so much more than that because, you know, it, uh, being into the physical asana yoga is a very um, minuscule part of it. And then once you uh, probably hone your skills in that area, you move on to the subtler uh, realms of yoga that is, you know, more being more mindful, more aware. There's pratyahar that, that is, you know, um, probably fasting of the senses and all of these. These are very subtler things that you get into once you move past the physicality of it. So yes, yoga is much more than just being, you know, practicing um, it on a physical level, but it is a, more of a lifestyle. It is more of a state of being, one can say, that uh, one has to adapt to, learn, and, you know, probably imbibe that in their day-to-day, -day, each and every aspect of their life. It's very interesting that you say that, you know, uh, it's not only physical because that's what is seen on Instagram and a lot of pages, you know, people are doing asanas and they're doing all sorts of flexible stuff. And then, you know, it makes for a good photograph. So people do it. Um, but I think, is is it that the physical aspect is not as important as the spiritual aspect or both of them have the same role? Or should your end goal be to get into the spiritual side? Or is that like a process, a step-by-step -step thing? Because I'm very confused about something like that. Right. So, like, it's a very genuine question. And I myself never asked myself that question before entering into yoga. So, even I, as a beginner, entered yoga because of the physical aspect of it. Because I fancied doing a split and I wanted to achieve that, right? So, um, I started doing it. And in the process, like, it was such a learning curve for me when I got into the process of uh, doing yoga every day, following a particular routine, being disciplined, it taught me so many things, like like I said, the subtler nuances of yoga. So once I started reaping those benefits, I realized that it is so much more than the physicality of it, right? So uh, there's definitely, um, there is a hierarchy, I would say that, you know, physical part of it is the preparatory practice. 
okay so yeah i can give you one example which, which will show you how you know wh- what amount of space does the physical aspect of yoga carry so in like patanjali uh, yoga patanjali yoga by sage patanjali so he gave this ashtanga yoga that is ashtanga that is eight limbs of yoga so it goes like you know um yam niyam asan uh, pranayam uh, pratyahar dharm dhyan and samadhi so these are the eight limbs and asan that is the third limb is only one limb so that is this physical part of it and once you that you start from yam that is the behavioral aspect niyam that is the discipline then the physical practice so when you you know climb these stairs you start going into the subtler realms and that has not a lot to do with the physical part but it is obviously necessary for you to go through that uh, process or that phase so that hierarchy is there for sure but yeah it is important but then again it is not all of it okay i think that's very interesting um, you know from a clinical psychology perspective uh, when we talk about conditions like anxiety and uh, depression uh to what extent do you think yoga would be beneficial for individuals with anxiety and depression uh, for example let's say when we talk about anxiety there are relaxation techniques that are very often encouraged or uh, behavioral activation therapy for depression so can yoga be a part of these techniques what is your take on that uh yes i think it has a lot of uh, you know similarities when it comes to you know practicing mindfulness or you know discipline which is which i think have has a lot of similarities to the techniques we use in cbt that you know breath work that is there in yoga then uh, you know the behavioral aspect of it that you have to maintain certain behaviors to you know change your feelings and thoughts so all of that is encompassed in yoga right so uh, like i can talk from a very personal experience it has helped me uh, you know deal with my levels of anxiety because once you engage into the physical i i have just started with the physical aspect the yoga asana practice so once you engage in that you uh, find yourself in a state of flow and that is completely antagonistic to uh, anxiety right the state of flow so once you are engaging yourself into the uh the flow of yoga you tend to relieve yourself from all of anxiety or other things that might be going on in your mind and it gives you a sense of calmness so that can help a lot of people dealing with anxiety or you know of times where they feel low or they want that boost of energy i think yoga can be a great technique or a tool at hand all right all right and uh, sometimes what happens is when we talk about uh, yoga to our clients or you know when you uh, recommend seeing uh, a professional uh, very often there's a question that is asked um, you know is there an element of religion or spirituality involved in it so uh, how, how would you respond to this this question all right uh, so um, answering the first question about spirituality and the religious aspect to it Uh, so obviously the origins of yoga are such that they root out from uh, you know spirituality and uh, religious practices and it uh, you know talks a lot about supreme power and reaching enlightenment like like that's the prime or supreme goal of uh, 
one's yoga journey but besides mm-hmm. that i think everybody has that level of you know uh, understanding or their that level of freedom how they incorporate that practice in their own life so for example me myself i i identify myself as an agnostic right so uh, i do not need to be you know religiously driven to practice it i can practice it uh, independent of that i i do practice it independent of that i do it because it makes me feel uh, you know it makes me feel one with myself it gives me that state mm-hmm. of flow it gives me that time with myself where i can explore myself which is very important i feel you know that period of self reflection right. and it gives me that space so it really depends on an individual whether how they want to absorb this it's like any mm-hmm. other thing out there that you want to try and see whether it works out for you or not all right and uh, generally how how long does it take uh, to you know learn or to master uh, some of these techniques and practices in yoga so if if let's say somebody wants to start afresh or uh, you know they're doing this for the first time how how long do you think um, this will take for them and then what would be the approximate time duration to master this technique or a, a few practices under yoga all right okay that's a i think a very relevant question because um, so for me to start it it was just like one specific uh, asan that i took up right i wanted to do hanuman asan that is a split so i started with that but when i was practicing it like i mentioned i i saw its benefits and it it can be it does not even have to be like some specific tough uh, posture yoga pose or anything of that sort it can be as simple as you know getting up in the morning and doing breath work for 5 minutes it can begin from something as minuscule as that and it can mm-hmm. vary and it can go up to you know doing one flow every day you can probably go to youtube for a lot of flows that are available online so anybody mm-hmm. that ha- anyone who has the willingness to you know go ahead with something like this can start from something very small like doing breath work every day or you know even just head rotations or you know uh, spine twists these are the things if one does for even a week or two they will see its benefits so or and they, that, that will be an incentive for them to do it further I, I follow your Instagram page, and I keep seeing that you know you put up uh, food that you can have, and recipes for those things, and your own stretching, and all those kind of uh, things. And you, from what you're saying, I'm gaining that you're self-taught, right? Uh, so a lot of people might be there who want to be self-taught. So maybe you can talk to us about your journey, and it might inspire some people. It might give them an idea about what to do, or it might just you know kickstart their own life to see what change it might have occurred. It might have caused in your life. Right. Okay. So yeah, I can definitely talk about that uh, because I am myself a beginner. It has been like what eight months that I have been regularly. Like there has not been one day that I have missed yoga. Like and it does not have to be like one hour session every day. It can be like you know fifteen minutes or ten minutes flow. So I have been doing that regularly, and I have seen its benefits in my life. So I started off with you know just stretching. I started there, and then I was you know more interested and intrigued by. other things other asan or you know a routine a yoga routine so i started following that one specific example that i would want to give is uh, when i started doing inversions that is you know when uh, like things like headstand or forearm stand 
So I started with headstand practice, and there you invert your body basically. That is why they are called inversions. So um, I started doing that against the wall because it's easier, and you do not have the fear of falling. So after you know two three days, uh, I could do it against the wall, but obviously I had that fear that I can't do it on my own. So after probably two weeks of doing it against the wall, I tried it at home, gathered a lot of courage, and I tried doing it without any support. I fell a lot of times, and I was very fearful of falling. So that was in my mind that I don't have to fall. I need to maintain my posture. I need to you know tighten my core and all of that. so i did that and i was able to achieve you know uh, the stability for i think 2 to 3 seconds and i felt that sense of achievement right and i probably recorded that as well so i was feeling very triumphant that you know uh, after 2 weeks i could just do an inversion the next day i try it i fall i am not able to maintain my posture and i i i sat there i was feeling so low i even cried because i fell like 50 times and not even kidding so i kept falling down i was like i could do it yesterday why can't i do it today so you know i was telling myself it was better when i had the fear of falling because i was i could maintain my posture and now that the fear has gone i can fall as many number of times i'm not able to do it it continued i kept i like i i had that will that so i kept on practicing every single day for another month and then then when i could achieve that uh, headstand without any support all by myself and it was not a hit and try it was a you know bang on i could do it i knew what went into it i knew what my stance is like and i will not fall come what may so you know this was a very intense learning for me because i started with thinking that you know it was good to be fearful but in the retrospect it was not i i actually learned because i fell because i fell so many number of times i could gauge what my body is um, like how can i control it better and that gave me the perspective that you know patience and consistency plays such a huge role and instant gratification is not the right way to go about things so that was one very important learning for me Yeah, it's very interesting because it talks of a lot of things. It talks about uh, motivation. It talks about the fact that all of these practices, you're not going to get the same reaction each time you do it. It's similar to how meditation. You know, in the previous podcast when we spoke, we said that every day will be like a different experience of meditating. So yoga so- sounds similar, and the fact that you're saying falling was more important reminds me of a, a movie called Rocky, where he says that it's not about how hard you can hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and still continue. Uh, so it sounds something like that, you know. You have to persevere with it. Uh, very interesting. Uh, on a different note, I want to know if I'm an, if I want to start yoga, right? I don't do yoga. All I know is Surya Namaskar, and I've tried doing yoga with a couple of people who are my friends, but I've never been regular at it. But it always gives me a sense of peace. I will accept that as soon as I'm done stretching and sweating and all of that. Uh, and then when you get into Shavasana, it gives me a great amount of joy and peace when I'm in that state, right? Uh, but I don't know what to do. Like I have a cult membership, but I don't like the way MindFit does it because it goes too fast it, they want to do so many things within the hour uh, which are, someone like me whose body is not you know flexible at all it's difficult so what do i do if there are people like me listening to this and they want a suggestion about what should they do uh, what will you suggest what is the process that they can use and uh, use that as an intervention right right so first of all i would want to make one thing very clear from my understanding of yoga is that it has a very you know 
I I would say fabricated uh, mindset or concept that is out there that it has to be perfect. Your proposals have to be bang on, or you know you you have to uh, be able to be very flexible to get into yoga. It's not like that. Like I will tell you what the sage Patanjali, who really you know brought out Hatha Yoga, he says that you know a posture should be uh, sthiram's. Uh, sukham asanam that tran- loosely translates into that a posture should be steady and it should give you a sense of internal joy it has not it is not to do with pushing you beyond your capacities or doing something that might give you aches or pains obviously when you start doing when you start little you will realize how your body is opening up how your body is receiving it so first of all you need to change the mindset that you know that one after one day of yoga you need to be you need to uh, you have to have a level of uh, flexibility or balance or anything of that sort it is it is not like that you need to feel good when you are doing that that's the basic requirement that is there and once you feel good that will act as an incentive for you to do it again because at the end of the day whatever we are doing we are you know trying to find more peace more calmness and more harmony right so when you feel that doing the simpler asan or you know feeling that okay whatever i did today was enough it helped me mm-hmm. helped my body feel a certain way helped my body feel relaxed probably tomorrow i'll i'll do a little better or you know you will see that you don't even have to tell yourself that you will for sure if you, if you are consistent you will see the changes so my recommendation or my suggestion would be first of all don't uh, give yourself uh, too much uh, pressure that you have to do a certain pose in a specific manner or you have to reach a certain level of flexibility no start where you are you are where you are supposed to be right so accept that and be grateful for that and start there from there like i said it will give you more incentive once you start doing it regularly regularity is the mantra for me yeah that's very interesting and i think that makes me feel good that i know i don't have to be per- perfect at this because that's a very daunting thing you'll see people doing all sorts of things like you're saying headstand and all and i'm already getting scared um <laughs> because i don't want to try it also right the thought of putting my head and my legs up is like quite scary for me uh but that's the thing like where do i go what do i do do i pay for this do i go to hotstar where there are so many videos do i go on youtube is there a specific person i can follow uh who can you know guide me through this uh, what is the cost like so is there like a space that i if someone is a novice what do they do yeah okay so um regarding that i can talk from my personal experience whatever i have explored on youtube i've learned mostly everything from youtube and other than that exploring my own capacities and stuff like that but uh, i started from youtube and i follow like these three channels that i can recommend uh, one is yoga with um, adri then is yoga with cassandra and the other is boho beautiful and it's sad but all of them are non indians but but the idea is that uh, they have a very you know peaceful way of um, narrating a flow so it matters a lot because they keep giving you a uh, thing cues like you know it's okay if you're not able to do that be where you are or you know it's okay that wherever you are you are supposed to be there and you don't have to push beyond your capacities so i believe that these nuances are very important for a beginner because they tell you that it is okay wherever you are so these uh, like these would be my suggestions other than that there there are a lot of other channels on yoga 
uh, on youtube and you can explore them after you have achieved some beginner level of uh, you know uh, some beginner level idea that you can okay i can do this much flow in this much time i can explore more now but i would suggest that stick to one flow for at least a week or two what we tend like what a lot of people tend to do i mean they come to me and ask me you know where should i begin i'm not able to maintain the regularity is because they want like a lot of new things every day but i think from my own practice i've realized that once you stick to one um one sort of yoga routine or of yoga flow for at least a week or two you start seeing the changes in yourself because because when you do one same thing over and over again only then can you trace your progress right so doing that for a period of time will help you gauge whether you have progressed or not and whether you're now ready to move on to the next step so consistency again and other than that one should also read read up on uh, you know things on um, online but i would say that you know there's a lot of dilution that is happening so even i'm trying to find the perfect resources and once i have them i'll definitely share them as well okay that's that's quite interesting um well, i had one more question now let's say if if uh, somebody wants to start practicing yoga is there anything that they should be quite uh, uh, clear indicators for the practice of yoga so <laughs> i think that people who have certain conditions or already are going through certain problems like you know back pain or joint pain they should definitely consult physicians before starting yoga practice and i think there are practices that are especially uh, structured for people like that so they can you know get access to that and benefit out of out of it rather than you know injuring themselves because you can and i also get a lot of questions about you know is is stretching necessary before trying to attempt a split or uh, is uh, you know stretching necessary for doing inversions yes it is very very important like people think that you know it's such a small movement like you know moving your wrists or you know flexing your feet but it goes a long way because you never know when you can get a muscle pull right so it's very mm-hmm. important that you stretch before attempting intense postures especially because your muscles need to force or relax before or you know get warmed up it's like basic uh working out when you work out you need to warm up that specific muscle that you are targeting if you're doing arms or shoulders so you need to warm that up right so just like that if you're doing going for a split you need to warm up your hamstrings your quads because it will only help you become more flexible and get into the posture more easily Uh, and if you do not do that there are a lot of chances that you might en- enjoy yourself okay so uh, for everyone who are, who are listening in uh, i think there are a few things that you can take away from this one probably the most important thing is that you don't have to be obsessed about your posture especially when you're starting out accept it if you can't stretch enough and slowly but surely you'll get better uh, second is that perseverance is the key if you want this to be a lifestyle choice then it has to become a lifestyle choice and it can't be something you do in your free hours uh third thing is that this is the start yoga is the start of larger spiritual journey but that's a choice if you want to take it or not and it doesn't have a religious basis so it doesn't matter which religion you come from uh you can still do yoga and you can do it without the chant- chanting or something like that but if you are religious and you're hindu and if you're following the vedic religion then you can 
follow that also it's flexible both ways uh no pun intended on that but anyway um and probably uh, the most important thing that you can take away from this is that there are three youtube channels that you can follow that nana has spoken about and we'll keep having sessions on this so that there's more we can teach you and hopefully that i can also start practicing yoga uh, so thank you nana thank you hari for joining us and we hope to see you next time keep listening in follow our instagram page follow nana's instagram page uh, she'll give you some nice recipes to make smoothies uh, okay thank you and see you next time bye bye